Welcome back, everybody, to Auspicious Conversation, episode 21. Finally, there have been some rough bumps recording the past two podcasts with audio to the point of where they really, really messed up. But anyways, we back kind of-ish because I only have one person with me today, the specialist of guest, my girlfriend, Darsand, aka Caillou, and she wanted me to call her beautiful, so beautiful Caillou, whatever. Anyways, um, data recording is December 30th, 2020, almost the last day of the year, and she was just like, let's do a podcast, so I said, sure, why not? Darsand, say what's up to everybody. Hello, guys. And that's all you're going to hear from her for the rest of the podcast. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, getting all the promotional stuff out the way, we are available on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, and all other podcast outlets. Well, maybe not all of them, but most of them. Uh, if you like the beats you hear in the background, you can get one from Caden at Intel underscore the underscore God. Hit him up on Instagram or Twitter, but you can also listen to him on SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. If you want to support the show, the best way to do it is to give us five stars on apple music um or not apple music apple podcast but um giving us a follow like and or comment on your favorite podcast platform also helps out a lot so getting into the topics at hand since it's really just me and kyla it's going to be a more relationship based talking podcast um the only other person on the podcast is actually in a relationship is austin but he's at work we can't be waiting for him all night um next time austin anyways the other dudes they feel like they want to contribute too much to this conversation so it's really just going to be us two um but a while back ago and maybe like november i want to say there's this podcast that I released i don't even remember the name of it but it was these three chicks on there and they were talking about like guy gamers and how they're horrible at dating and this one chick said like the top 10 dicks she's ever received in her life and of them were ever into video games or anything like that me personally if you listen to this podcast you know i'm a gamer kyle doesn't think i'm a gamer her idea of a gamer is a basement dwelling neck beard that just doesn't do anything with his life but plays video games and it's just like nah i do at, at this point a gamer can actually be defined by someone that plays exclusively call of duty in 2k as sad as that sounds but um gamers being bad boyfriends so kyla i'll let you take the floor on this one since you yourself date a gamer guy do you think we are horrible boyfriends don't listen to him he's not a gamer <laughs> he's a wannabe gamer but um I would say it's uh, it definitely varies person to person because everybody's definitely very different in relationships and I would say the gamers that are bad boyfriends per se are the ones that you know all their life revolves around is just games you know they either don't work all they do is play on their games and whack their meat that's all they do with their lives but they just don't really show much attention to their significant other. There's others though that I'd say it's okay if you know you work all day and you come home, you play a game for a few hours, but you still kind of you know acknowledge your significant other, give them attention here and there. Cause I mean everybody needs their own me time, and I understand that. It's just it becomes a problem when all the person does is game. And that's all they can seem to do with themselves 
rather than, you know, showing affection to their significant other, especially when you guys live together. Because you see from the other point of view, it's pretty bad when, let's say they do work, they come home from work, all they do is play games, they don't really acknowledge you much, they just kind of sit on their games the rest of the night, you know, they sleep, do the same thing the next day, like it's just a routine, then it's not really a healthy relationship at that point. There's got to be a healthy balance. And I feel like the only way to really date a gamer boyfriend in the most significant way for both partners is to have that healthy balance and to talk to each other about where that healthy balance stands. I'll hand it back to you. Yeah, going to that whole like balance ordeal, um, people actually got this topic from was uh, the Black Okage TBH because he talked about it on his personal podcast, Okage Thoughts, and then um, they talked about it on the GI podcast, Gaming Illuminati. Um, the one of the co-hosts for GI JG, he has a kid and he's married now, and like um, he was talking about how he was sort of in that same routine of just like go to work, come home, game all night, go to bed, repeat. And he said like when he like was living with her when they were really getting serious about everything, he just kind of he was still on that routine, and like she just kind of talked to him about it and said like yo you, you really can't be on this, and so he started to change and got better with it, but like the with the people that were referencing, I think. I really can't remember. It'd be like that, I think it might have been called. I don't know, just that, just the title of that podcast turns me away from it. Um, but, like, they were really just ragging on them, saying, like, oh, you men out here acting crazy, spending all this money, going crazy for this PlayStation 5. It's just some games. And then, like, they brought up the whole, like, all oh, the way dudes are for games is how us women are for bags. And it's just here, like, girl, that'll bring us entertainment for years to come. You go crazy over a piece of overpriced leather. Like, you got you to gotta tone it down a little bit, because at least we get a lot of joy, a lot of pleasure. We didn't kick it with the homies on the games on the discord and it is what it is but like don't be ragging on one a multi-billion dollar business that has made many many millionaires through competitive games content creation all kinds of ordeals and just the people that make games as well and like it's our hobby if you don't like it, then fine. Go find yourself a dude that's just going to be, oh, it's Sunday, baby. You know what we got to do all day? Hope oh, it's it's game day, baby. Just got to watch sports all day. Hope oh, I'm going to take you shopping all day, babe. Like, I don't know. Games and dudes is just something that collides. But even so, like, the, the ratio between guys and game girl, gamer girls is actually, like, a close 50 50 a lot more women are getting into gaming and it usually is because like their dudes are into it and like they eventually show it to them and they're just like wow this is actually really fun they like to play and bond this is a good bonding experience for each other if they play like a co-op game or something like that so like i definitely can see how like a guy gamer can be a um nuisance especially if they got shit going for them but um if that's not the case and it's just like, why are you ragging on them? I mean, they really sounded like the type of people who are super insecure. Besides this one chick, one chick was actually backing them up, saying like, her and her man will play GTA 5, and like, it was a good bonding experience for them. They like, played it all day sometimes, and like, it was good for them. But like, what the hell was I actually saying before that? Oh yeah, those two, the other two chicks, they kind of just sound like people that are really insecure, 
and constantly need like a validation and attention and it seems like they're the type of people like where video games takes that away from them you know so like the dude's just like she, she just wants his attention all that shit she wants him to take her go shopping and it's just like nah babe i'll play some video games and she just feels like it has taken that away which ain't really the case it's just like he wants to do what he wants to do his favorite hobby maybe he doesn't want to sit down and watch the same sports if he wants to play with Call of Duty with his friends, 2K with his friends, you know, it's, it's just different. You got anything else to say about the gamer guys being horrible boyfriends, Kylo? Well, from what you were actually staying there, from what I remember from the podcast, I remember those two females that you were just referring to also stating the facts that gamer boys and stuff, they're not going to get anywhere in life and they're kind of just bombs, bumming off everybody else. And to me, the way that they talked about it, they made it seem very shallow and that all they wanted was the money and the man that they're dating rather than, you know, the person themselves. They want the boob jobs. They want the nice cars. They want the nice nails. They want everything. They want the bags. Yeah, they they want the bags. They want the Louis Vuitton heels and everything. But they don't give a damn about the guy themselves. And that's the one thing that just rubbed me the wrong way. Because there's there's a lot of gamer guys out there that definitely make good money and have a life going for them. But they don't deserve women that low in their lives. Just to kind of butt off of them and take advantage of their, you know, hard-earned income. Big facts. Because, like, even, like, a bunch of the top celebrities... Like basketball players, for instance, everyone's talking about being a baller. Even those dudes are on the video games. Like you can catch some of them on stream. Like friggin' uh, football player. Like I know Ezekiel Elliott. He rated the Black Okage stream one time. He's one of the top wide receivers in the NFL right now. Like it's it's not just regular. It's not nerds that are in the games. Literally everybody is in the games. The type of games you are into that can change person to person. Because like I'm not going to expect some like you know athlete professional athlete be like hey man you played the new devil may cry and uh you play as virgil in the special edition like he's gonna be like what you talking about bro um but like i don't know if i say bro like you you play a new 2k you play call of duty he'll probably know what i'm saying but it's just gaming is the wave it's the most it's probably the most profitable form of entertainment business right now next to music next i would wager to say that it probably makes more money than sports i probably would because one there's just so many forms of games and so many people into them yeah maybe at the exclusion of soccer so like the top soccer players they make enough they make more money than a small country if i'm being real those guys are ridiculous mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd say if you're a female though you have to take it like this we have our own forms of self-care and hobbies and stuff that we like to do and we have to make it fair for the men that we're dating where they don't always have as much besides you know just watching football on tv you can't just expect something like that to be the rest of their life they have to have some sort of hobby whether it's going to the gym playing games or something they're gonna have some sort of hobby that's not always gonna involve you and you can't make everything about yourself you have to you're in a relationship where you're bringing two independent people together where you're still you still got to maintain that independency you can't just make it all about one person needing all of this attention where the other one kind of suffers it has to be equal on both parts and if they want to play games you have to give that to them 
if they're also willing to compromise and still give you the tension that you know you want where they're happy and you're happy you have to take it like that you know for the record this is kyla after dating three years of brennan saying this this is kyla after dating one year of brennan i don't know what she'd be saying on this one i'm I'm playing your girl's been through some shit in the past okay oh we both have but we've come out pretty strong after three years going through another revitalization right now yeah. anyways <laughs> <laughs> don't get awkward we ain't we, we getting too deep don't worry about us that much anyways moving on to the next topic at hand um so we kind of put it as 2020 everyone seems to be getting married and pregnant too young but uh, you know pa, like high school in general i've been seeing chicks get married and pregnant all the time and like it was like post high school, I would say, and I'll just kind of look at it, and I'll just be like, "What do you mean getting married? You're like 18 years old. You really think you're going to be with someone for the next 60, 70, maybe even 80 years of your lifetime? Really? When you've only been alive for 18? Like that's a huge commitment to make. And I definitely do feel like people are getting pregnant too young and getting married too young, um, especially people like out of high school. Or, like, uh, people, maybe even in college. Because, like, quite frankly, if you're getting married, you're getting pregnant, I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm not going to be like, you made a mistake. Unless you're, like, one of you, unless you're one of my real close homies, I'll be like, bro, I don't know about all that right there. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real with you because you're my homie. I don't know about all that right there. If they, like, get with the wrong chick. But, like, uh, if uh, yeah, I really and also also I really love people that say the whole like by the time you're 25 you should be married and have kids like whoa broski <laughs> hold on hold on you should be married and have kids when you are ready to especially the kids part because you don't want to be having no kids while you're living at home with mom and dad and you don't doing bum shit yeah and you ain't going nowhere and you're not trying to go nowhere because sure you might love that kid try to do everything for them but the moment you have kids your life is done yeah kyla i'll let you take it over i'd say when it comes to this topic between getting married and pregnant they can go two different spectrums where with pregnancy, I know mistakes happen or it can be planned. It really depends on when you're ready. And sometimes these mistakes actually end up being miracles in the sense that they change your life for the better. So I wouldn't say the pregnancies are always the problem because getting pregnant kind of young has always kind of been something within our, you know, period of time where it's always just kind of been something. People get pregnant with teenagers and stuff. It's just always going to kind of happen. Um, but it's mostly because of, you know, not being taught properly in schools and stuff. But with marriage, I feel like it's definitely become more of the latest fad where everybody's got to do it. Everybody's got to stay on trend. And the thing is, marriage has always kind of been something very sacred and has always meant a lot. And I mean, you can call me old school, but I feel like a lot goes into being married and it should be taken a lot more seriously than people our age because you take it like this me and um brennan are 21 years old and 22 well 21 and 22 and basically i know people 
that got married between the ages of 17 to our age now. And these are very <laughs> toxic relationships too, where they're just kind of doing it because they either had a kid and they feel like they have to, or they're just doing it because, you know, everybody else is doing it and they feel like they need to as well to stay relevant. And I don't think that's the right thing. Like, I feel like we need to kind of revert back and take marriage a lot more seriously because nowadays, if you look at the numbers, a lot, like, divorce has been, like, the numbers with divorce have skyrocketed compared to, you know, maybe 10 years back. And I feel like a lot of it is because of the fact that people are just jumping into marriage, not really knowing all of the things that go into it and all the commitments that go into it because it's like in your vows to till death do us part and people don't always take that seriously or they want to date for a few months and get married and that's not how it should always go I mean I'll give you guys an example that I experienced in high school when I was 16 years old I knew somebody that was 18 and I was single at the time and I was talking to this dude he was going into the military and he was talking about marriage within the first month of us talking. And I was just like, whoa, dude, like, my dad says I can't get married until I'm at least 25. Like, that's not gonna happen, bro. And then the day after homecoming, he broke up with me. Well, just stopped talking to me, basically. Just to talk to a whole nother girl and got engaged with her within a week of that. And then I'd say probably a year after they got married, completely divorced everything. It's just people jumping into this because they feel like they have to or something, and it's just, it's not the way to go, and I feel like that's something that really needs to change for our future, for relationships to really prosper and be more, you know, healthy for everybody. Yeah, there's something... I think it might have been my mom that pointed out, like, a lot of my brother and his friends, a lot of their parents actually got divorced after, like, their oldest or youngest kids, they, like, graduated high school, which I find very interesting, because, like, the, the era, like, before the baby boomers, I would say, marriage was, divorce actually was a lot more taboo, like, it's not really something that you did. Is like once you're married, you're locked in, you're good. Um, but like the time between like the baby boomers to 2000, that was a really interesting time for men in America because there was a lot of war going on. There, you had the Cold War, which had oh, that indigestion. It had a lot of proxy wars come up, which was awkward for men. Um, and because of that, I feel like that definitely affected the view and idea of marriage and divorce to where right now, the idea of getting a divorce isn't half as taboo as I would say it used to be, um, with our generation and with maybe generations from 20 or so years ago. So I think that's definitely why people are getting married more and more divorces are happening because it, people don't take them... I won't say they take them as seriously, but they don't view it the same way that other older generations used to, you know? Um, I definitely think people are getting married too young, though. Like, to make a commitment to someone for the rest of your life, that you're always going to be with them no matter what happens, like, a lot of people just don't really understand that. And when you're in the time of, like, high school 
college and even like after college like when, it's not really till you're like mid to later 20s that your brain is like fully formed and you're no you're a whole person you can think more clear, clearly you're not very indecisive about things but you know but like to put in perspective when i was in high school i thought i was going to go to college and join the military um i didn't go to college and i do real estate <laughs> so you, your mind changes it grows it develops and the way you think the way you feel about things constantly changes and like these times that a lot of people are getting married to each other and like um it's, it's like do you really think that you're ready for that long-term commitment but like like i said like I actually have a friend that recently got engaged to his girlfriend, but the thing is, they're basically my age, 22, but they've been dating since they were freshmen in high school. Like, I don't doubt that they're probably gonna, that they're the ones for each other and going all the way. Shout out to my homie Jacob for that. But, um, I just don't think that people take it as seriously. And that just the idea of, like, you know, if it doesn't work out, we just get divorced, whatever. And a lot of people don't understand the legality of that. And being a real estate broker, divorce is a scary, scary thing to a real estate broker because we have a good understanding of what happens to real estate during divorce. Thank, thank God North Carolina isn't a community property loss, but if you live in a state with community property laws, understand thoroughly what they do before you get married to a man, man woman, don't matter. Thoroughly understand what those are. Um, and also maybe maybe even like consult a divorce attorney prior to like if you're thinking about getting married and be like in the case of divorce what happens to assets belonging to each individuals when we get married what happens to our assets then because that'll make you reconsider it maybe be like are we really ready for this because it really is a matter of you two come together and you are kind of just one whole so yeah you you basically become one person whether it's taxes or anything where your taxes and everything completely change everything is completely different and that's what a lot of these people don't understand about marriages so much goes into it financially and just for the rest of your life and you have to really take it more seriously because everything definitely changes Anyways, I think we've uh, got onto this topic a good amount. Also, the whole pregnancy aspect, like, if it's a mistake, it's a mistake. But, like, ooh, don't be getting pregnant too young intentionally. Don't be trying to trap people with a kid either because that's just selfish. That is very, very selfish because then you just ruin a kid's life because you want to be with someone so badly. But, um, moving on. 2020 hurt relationships more than it has helped, so... This is an interesting one because when the whole quarantining situation was going down, I think there was like a spike in divorces because like people that are married, they're forced to just kind of be with each other inside for a while and they just kind of realized, eh, I don't care about you anymore <laughs> or eh, we just don't, we're just kind of married, whatever. And like, oh, they fight way too much. Yeah. <laughs> they don't agree on anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And they realize like, you know it's time for a divorce so i feel like in that aspect you know because like to me divorce is like the last resort and it should only be done if it's mutually beneficial for both of you guys but like if that's the case for a lot of these people then i would say it's beneficial in that way but i definitely do think 2020 has hurt a lot of relationships but i'll let caillou take the floor right now um 
I would say that 2020 has hurt relationships in different ways. Whether if it's long distance, then it hasn't really affected it that much, other than the fact that you can't plan to meet each other in person without, you know, the whole COVID testing and stuff like that. But relationships in person, it goes two different ways, whether you're living together or you're not. So if you're living together, It depends on the relationship you guys have, if you're married or not, how long you've been living together. If it's more of a fresh start, then I feel like a lot of times it has a more negative effect because the lack of personal space has become an issue with those relationships where each other can't really have the time away from the other that they need or they end up realizing the other person has a lot of toxic tendencies and they just don't really know what to do anymore because they're used to kind of having that time away but if it's relationships that have been together longer it could be a little bit better but there's still issues in the sense where you might have the girl nagging about why isn't anything getting done or whatever while you're sitting on your butt doing this kind of thing it can go both ways as well where you're kind of annoyed you can't go do anything that you'd like to do with your life you're just kind of like sitting at home bored stuck and that frustration gets taken out on each other in any aspect where you're frustrated because you can't do something that you love to do you can't go to the gym you can't do this you're losing your body and everything you've worked hard for and you lost your job everything's just plummeting down and the person you're going to take it out on is the person closest to you And that's going to be the other person in the household, your significant other, whether it's your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. And that's where a lot of these problems have started is, you know, people don't really know how to handle this situation properly because it's kind of just all slapped us in the face. And I'd say me and Brennan's relationship has been relatively not terribly affected by it. More so, we just can't go and enjoy the same things we'd like to where we can't go and do different things, can't go to carowinds or can't go do activities that we would like to do because they're closed, you know, having to stay away from people and stuff like that. So a lot of what we've had to do is just, you know, chilling out or just doing very simple things at home. But you also have to remember we don't live together yet, so that's the only thing kind of benefiting us. I mean, I don't know what would have happened if we were living together. Probably would have been a lot of me yelling at him about how he's not doing anything but playing games. <laughs> but, um, I would have got tired of looking at her. <laughs> well, I, I would have got tired of looking at you, too, okay? We just wake up. We look at each other like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I hate your ass. <laughs> but I'm taking the zoos. <laughs> I'm taking them all. Full custody of the shit zoos. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, that's kind of how I see it is. It's negatively impacted every single person in this world in some way. Whether it's, you know, you're gaining weight because you can't go to the gym. Or you lost your favorite hobby. You can't see the people you want to see. You're losing friends because you can't see them. And stuff like that. It's It's just been a very bad situation for everybody. And it's hurt a lot of relationships due to that. Because some people just aren't meant to you know completely be around each other 24 7 and that's one thing with relationships you got to realize everybody kind of needs their personal space and if both parties don't completely like understand and respect that 
that's where the problems occur especially with the newer relationships like living together in 2020 earlier this year a lot of those people just couldn't really live together because they weren't used to it they didn't understand each other's personal space and boundaries and they were so lonely because they couldn't go out and do their own thing that they just kind of resorted to each other and they need to realize each other needs their own personal space and that's kind of where a lot of the problems occurred you know big facts there i don't know about all of you but i think this whole pandemic coronavirus thing is me if it ain't actually real and if you think that way boy oh boy shame on you shame on you um oh man i feel like it's it's a mixed bag i feel like it depends on your relationship before the pandemic if it was already sort of on a downward spiral it probably just escalated that um if you guys were doing good it could really go either way though um just kind of depends but if you hate your other person if you hate your other partner yeah you guys are probably it's probably for the best of you too because then you really have the time to think about each other and be like nah <laughs> <laughs> um anyways uh, i think we've been pretty good on that topic and moving on to the last one that we got uh plastic surgery um so this is an interesting one because it applies to both men and women actually uh we really could we really could talk about how filters be fucking things up but like i definitely feel like plastic surgery has definitely taken over the world of beauty um personally because like it's very difficult nowadays to really tell the difference between what's real and what's fake um and like my personal belief is like you know if you have some like really bad looking injury that you really just need to get covered up it might be messing with you it might mess with your life plastic surgery is fine but at the end of the day what you're born with is you know to an extent your gift um i'm not going to get all religious about it but you know try to be content with yourself because psychologically if you're not happy with what you have and you try to change that then whatever person you find after you they're just going to fall in love with the the changed you but that's not really you is it so they're kind of falling in love with a false version of you so that's why i'm not the biggest believer in like getting plastic surgery for your insecurities to an extent because to me it doesn't exactly help you um and that goes for both men and women there are a lot of dudes that because you really hear about a lot with women especially like their boobs and their butt you know they get the injections and all that stuff um facial reconstruction stuff like that it's crazy but like a lot of dudes are honestly really insecure with how they look um especially because like back in the days like the beauty standards for dudes like a lot of were usually based on models and it was usually like these big hulking hunking white dudes with like facial hair slicked back hair and all that stuff the specific facial features and a lot of people felt like if they didn't have that then they weren't up to par they were they weren't like that idea of beauty and like you know women are definitely kind of going through the same thing and instagram has really really changed the idea of beauty um because like uh 
I know Jubilee did a video it was like runway models and it was like it was like runway models versus Instagram models but it's just like if you look at the different types of bodies between the two it's very different because runway models are very thin and like the world of beauty was really dominated by that like petite thin look but now with like things like Instagram and social media it's really kind of becoming changing the idea of like thicker more like curvy women um Kyla what you be thinking about plastic surgery and all this stuff personally i'd have to disagree with the thicker curvier women i think it's the whole barely having a waist big hips deal because <laughs> a lot of these girls their hips and waist ratio is so like abstract and crazy that it's unreal and then you look at their thighs their thighs don't even look like they can carry the weight that they have on their hips and butt now and it's just it's unrealistic and i don't understand how some people can be attracted to that because it just doesn't look right i mean no offense to you know the kylie jenner and kardashian lovers out there but those people just don't look right like their voice their bodies are just very unproportionate just i don't like the look of it personally um it's one thing to you know get plastic surgery to better yourself in the sense if you have nose problems or you can't breathe properly or you know some sort of things have happened to you where you need to fix that in order you know better your livelihood then that's one thing but if you can't love yourself because of a feature you're just gonna make yourself more insecure realistically deep down when you change that with plastic surgery where you're always gonna hate the way you look used to look and you're just gonna strive on how you look now and you also have to think down the line with what I've heard with BBLs and stuff like that where you transfer fat to different parts of your body. You have to maintain that in a sense and down the line that's not going to stay the same. Some people think their bodies are going to look like this when they come out of it and that's not how they look because a lot of times fat cells die during that process. It's a very dangerous procedure that people have died from because it's very dangerous just to withstand that type of surgery and you have to have the right doctors for it and you think down the line 10 years 15 20 years your body's not going to look the same that fat's going to change because the way your body is set up it's going to transfer fat to the same place it's always transferred it to and if you don't keep a specific type of diet plan or just something going on that you're doing to maintain that it's not going to stick um it's kind of like with some people that are very overweight and get the whole fat reduction surgery in order to get rid of the majority of that and have all the excess skin and stuff. They don't want to maintain the right diets to keep that and then they end up gaining it back or worse. Because I personally have family members that have taken those weight loss pills and stuff, lost a lot of weight and gained that back but doubled it or worse. Like where they're worse now than what they used to be just because they can't maintain it um but I feel like nowadays it's just really taking a toll on anybody's perspective of what a person should look like whether it's female or male whether there's guys you know getting fake pecs and fake abs or fake muscles everywhere because they don't want to go to the gym and same with girls where they want a big perky butt and big hips and big thighs but they don't want to go to the gym to earn it like the thing is people don't understand is you might not like your body now but it's always something you can change where if you don't have the butt you want you don't have the hips you want the legs you want go to the gym and work it out it doesn't matter how skinny you are or anything there's definitely ways around 
everything and personally I struggle with weight loss problems but I still try to find some sort of way around it to maintain a body shape that I would you know be happy with um there's just always some sort of loophole that people aren't really willing to try because they're too set on the insecurities that they've built up with themselves and they just want the quick way out and the quick way out isn't always the best way out um but I feel like that's something that definitely needs to stop being broadcasted all over social media and stuff and really needs to be taken back where plastic surgery and stuff should really be more something that's gravitated towards helping somebody's health rather than just changing your body to make you happy with yourself because you're never truly gonna love yourself in that aspect regardless of what they change you're still gonna be insecure whether you like it or not so that's how i see it personally i am forever scarred for when like you showed me those pictures of like the butt plate things when they like flipped around oh the butt implants yeah so like one butt is like the perky sort of thing then the other one just has like a flat (laughs) yeah where the implants flip or they kind of just deflate or just something bad happens to them because they're not being maintained properly yeah, that, I, I remember when you showed me pictures of that. I was just here like, <laughs> <laughs> I was scarred. But like, the thing is, a lot of pe- a lot of things people don't realize is that really going to the gym and eating healthy, they can attain a better looking body than going to like the plastic surgeon. And the thing is, like, you can sure it's hard it takes time it takes dedication it takes effort but the thing is it makes you a happy and healthy person because one you have to eat right and two you have to go to the gym and like it's scientifically proven that working out like improves your mental sort of like it just improves your happiness it improves how you think and same thing with eating good food like if you just are kind of eating fast food all the time you're just eating crap processed food all the time it's going to affect how you feel and how you think but like people that eat healthy that go to the gym they're usually very happy optimistic or just like feel good people um like you know you it's gonna be much more satisfying too to be like i worked really hard at something and i achieved it it's that sense of achievement that you get when like you go to the gym you hit the weight that you want and then like you look at yourself in the mirror like damn girl my butt looking so good oh my god oh oh, oh look at my ass girl oh look at these thighs you know like it's a whole nother feeling versus you just kind of go to the plastic surgeon you pay him some money and you just hear like oh yeah i've been looking so good now oh wait i gotta go back and pay them even more money to maintain it oh this is go bad oh I, it can really affect my health oh no but now you're a happy healthy person and you're all natural that's probably <laughs> that's probably how i think that's way because like i don't know for me beauty is just like the kind of like that oh natural as old caillou here would know like <laughs> she, when she she said like to me um do you prefer when i wear makeup or when i don't wear makeup i'm sure like mm, kind of depends but usually don't wear makeup i'm kind of that oh natural type of guy you, you just you just come you look the way you do i'm happy you don't have to be all like looking like a uh Egyptian like freaking pharaoh or nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to like make the you don't have to be caked up on the face with all your makeup. You don't have to peel them layers off. Just whoosh. <laughs> but um, I mean that's just kind of how I'm feeling about it. Honestly, bro, <laughs> I 
I would be scared to be a single man in the dating world because it's just like you don't know what's real and what ain't. Because like one day you have a chick, she'd be all like curvaceous and all that looking stuff, and the next day you wake up, she's all deflated and stuff, and it looks weird and nasty. You'd be like, oh, what happened to you? And you know, <laughs> like, a lot of these girls they want to hide that shit too and not tell you and make you think it's their real body and that's what's really affecting guys mentality nowadays is they think that's real when it's not because there's so many chicks out there doing this stuff and they're not actually admitting yo like 90 percent of my body is fake but i mean i take it like this would you rather build you know a nice you know perky curvaceous like muscle butt or would you rather go get a bbl and it starts sagging throughout the next years and when you get to a certain point when you're not maintaining it, your body's gonna look so unproportioned because all of that fat has been sagged and it's not gonna sit in the same places because your body transfers fat to all over your body in different places than what they put that fat there for. And you have to remember, BBLs and stuff like that, they don't stay like that without, you know, ma maintenance. You think of the Jenners and stuff, the only reason their bodies still look like that after all this time is because they have very good surgeons and they're probably getting, you know, those little treatments weekly where their fat's getting frozen and stuff like that in order to maintain that type of body shape. So that's the only way I see it. They have the money to maintain that, but realistically down the line, that's not a very healthy option for you. And it's gonna end up negatively affecting you mentally down the line when all of your like those fat cells that they put in your butt start sagging and your butt looks really weird compared to the rest of your body and i just see it like that would you would you rather have a nice perky butt or something that you've worked really hard for and you're willing to keep working hard for would you rather take the lazy way out get a fake butt that eventually sags out over time because you're still not really willing to put in the mental and physical effort to maintain that. Very, very true. It's like, um, it's like Spongebob when he had those big old inflatable arms and he just kept inflating them, <laughs> inflating them until they burst. And he's back to his little stick figure arms, like it's, it's, it, <laughs> SpongeBob was the most woke cartoon ever. With how many memes could be applied and how many like life lessons could be applied, that shit was so woke. But like, it, it's kind of the same thing. You you just gotta keep inflating and inflating, and you just kind of get off this sort of like, oh look at me, I'm super strong, and then it's just it just blows up literally in your face, and everyone just looks at you like, really though? But it's just like. And you never know, like, maybe you going to the gym to actually get the body that you want, that could inspire somebody else. Inspire, like, a close friend and be like, yo, I've been seeing the progress you've been doing. Can I hop on this with you? You know, I want to change myself. Now you got your homie going to the gym with you. Your girlfriend going to the gym with you. And you guys are you're bonding even more in that way. You guys discover a new hobby with each other. Or if you're in a relationship, it could be a new hobby you guys discover with each other. And, like, it... Honestly, it kind of goes to the point of where it becomes a habit for you to do so, and you kind of feel bad when you when you eat unhealthy or when you don't go to the gym. Because personally, at this point, I can barely stomach fast food. Like the thought of Bojangles, Cookout, McDonald's, Taco Bell, KFC, all that, it just kind of disgusts me. And like, I don't think I could eat it. The only fast food I could really stomach at this point is like Chick Fil A, and that's it. So like. 
it really becomes a habit and you get into a more healthy mindset. You start to become happier with things and more optimistic and it just improves you in general and it can help improve the people around you. Mm -hmm. Um, My recommendation though, be careful when you look at these like social media workout fitness accounts and like the dieting sort of information they give because like the thing you got to understand is there's a very big difference between bodybuilders slash strongmen versus your average person just trying to get a nice looking body going to the gym because like i'll see these people say like the amount of protein you should intake is equal to your body weight and if you're someone weighing like 250, if you eat 250 grams of protein, I guarantee you about half of that is just going to pass through your body. Because like these people, one, they don't have much fat on their body. So that's different for them. And they work out like insane to where their muscles actually need that. So be careful listening to like the dieting sort of information that some of these people give you because... You gotta understand there's a difference between how a bodybuilder slash strongman should eat, or like an athlete, versus like your normal person that goes to the gym for one, maybe two hours. They just kind of do their workout, they go home. So take that into account. But for the most part, that is basically all we really have as our show notes on the podcast. I think this one was a little shorter, maybe running just under an hour. Yeah, about a uh, 45 minutes right now. So pretty good length podcast. Um, we're going to be wrapping it up here. Uh, Darsan, give your closing remarks for episode 21 of Auspicious Conversation. All right, guys, it was really cool being here, getting to speak. This is my first time actually doing a podcast, but thank you for having me. It was nice speaking and Hopefully, it'll be soon the next time I get to join this podcast. And for my words of wisdom today, comes from also the Black Okage. He's probably my favorite content creator of all time, honestly. But um, old saying that he had back in the days of, if it don't apply, then let it fly. Because quite frankly, we talked about a lot of things that would probably really trigger people in this one. And... It really just means if it doesn't apply to you, there's no point in getting all pissed off, pissy. Oh, you two are the most horrible, worst people in the world. You don't understand me type shit. And honestly, take that life lesson into multiple other things. It ain't none of your business. If it doesn't apply to you, then just leave it be. No point in you getting mixed up with it. Anyways, I ain't gonna talk. Let's ride.